Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, the day after Labor Day, uh, September the 5th, 2023. So glad to have you on today. Um, short week. Football season is underway. I don't even want to, I don't even know why I brought that up. My, my two teams that I, Tend to pull far. Of course, the LSU Tigers. That was horrible. They got thumped by Florida State. Um, congratulations, Knowles. Uh, LSU. What a letdown. What a letdown. And the Gators. My Gators got, they got thumped by Utah. So, on a Thursday night, I think. So, yeah, so, you know, football season's off and running, and wow, so much to look forward to. <laughs> uh, but I hope your team won, whoever your team is. hope it won. They won. Um, but, yeah. But it, uh, it's good to have football back, NFL. I actually have my fantasy football draft tonight. So, uh, so yeah, we have that. Well, we are, uh, for our purposes here, we are in Philippians chapter 1 today, the book of Philippians, um, which will be good, a book of joy, so maybe bring back a little bit of joy after a uh, not a great sports weekend. So, but I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. It wasn't a long weekend uh, for folks, so I hope you enjoyed uh, your last uh, kind of um, summer weekend. This was kind of the last one that kind of feels like summer, right? Um, and, uh, well, feels, I'm not talking necessarily about the temperature, but just about, you know, feels like the end of the official uh, kind of close of summer. You know, Memorial Day to Labor Day, sort of like that's summer. And so now we're uh, closed summer 2023, moving on towards the events of fall. So, yeah, I like fall. Fall's fun. Get your pumpkin spice latte. Hate pump. I don't. I don't. I know a lot of people do. I don't. But, you know, it is a pumpkin spice latte kind of season that we're entering into right now. Um, but, no, I'm not, I'm not a flavored drink kind of person. I like just regular, just regular black coffee is good for me. Well, all right, you guys. Let's dive into Philippians chapter 1. Hopefully you have your black coffee. Are flavored, you know, if that's what you like. And so um, I have my black coffee, so I'm drinking that. Philippians chapter 1, you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Yeah. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. Thank you so much for being on today. Um, yeah. Philippians 1, Paul and Timothy servants of Christ Jesus. Let me get a pen here handy because I'm, I have, you know, 
Because you know, did you know the book of Philippians is one of the most quoted books of the New Testament? A lot of the the, the verses that are often quoted come from the book of Philippians. Um, and no doubt, um, we'll encounter some of those this morning. So when you're reading the book of Philippians, you want to have a uh, highlighting utensil, you know what I'm saying? Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's people, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. Okay, so Paul and Timothy are writing to basically church, the church and church leaders at Philippi. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. That's, that says a lot about how he feels about them right there. I thank God every time I remember you. So when you come to mind, I'm, I'm just, thank you. You have people in your life like that? Like every time you think of them, you're like, man, thank you. Or even if you don't think the words thank, I mean, even if those words don't come out of your mouth, thank you, there's a, there's a warmth in your heart for them. You're like, man, I, man I, I just appreciate them. Yeah, we have people like that in our lives. We have friends like that, that, uh, you know, you just think of them and they're like, yeah, those are good people. Yeah, those are, yeah, those are awesome individuals. Yeah. That's how Paul felt when he thought of the Philippians. He's like, every time I remember you, I thank God. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good... There's, a, there's one of them already. There's, there's one we, here's one we, we, uh, we quote quite often, Philippians 1.6. We look, we weren't, we weren't even six verses in. We already found a, a, a tweetable quote here. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That's a great promise for every believer. That he who began a good work, who's God, God began a good work in you. And since he began a good work in you, he will he is faithful to complete it. He will carry out that work of sanctification, that 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 work in you. He is faithful to complete what he started, uh, and he's going to continue that work until the day of Christ Jesus. He's still working on me, right? He's still working on me. Yeah, making me into what I need to be, you know. Um. And he's working on you. He's still working on you. Um, he's not giving up on you, so don't give up on yourself. Right? And uh, and others, you know. God's working on other people, too. And um, so let's not give up on people. So let's have confidence in what God is doing in us and that he's going to bring it to completion, that we're going to continue to grow and mature. And we're going to have confidence that what uh, we're going to have confidence in what God is doing in other people, too. So Paul says, I th when I think about you, I give thanks to God because I think about where you started, that you know, from the first from where from the first day until where you are now, 
And I'm, I'm convinced, I mean, as I, even as I marvel at the progress you've made thus far, I am even more joyful as I think about the great, the greater work he's going to continue to complete in you. Look how far you come, man. Look how far you've come. From the first day until now, whoo. I don't know about you, but like those early days, you look at the early days of your walk with Jesus, there were some big growth points there early on. Um, it's not so different than like a, a, a child, right? A baby, those first, you know, we count young children by months. Why? Because they change so much. There is so much difference between a one-month-old and a three-month-old. You know, when you get 50, you don't say, I'm 50, I'm, I'm 50 years and three months. Nah, ain't that much change. <laughs> ain't that much change between 50 and you know straight up 50 and 50 and three months but a baby we count them by months till they're like two years old because every month there's so much change so much transformation they're learning so many new things and so much more about the world and about themselves and their brain is growing and as a christian it's a lot like that when you're those first two years as a christian you grow a lot, man. You grow a lot. There's a lot you learn. There's a lot you have to unlearn. There's some things that you, there's, there's, you don't, there's stuff you don't even know you don't know. You're like, I didn't even know I didn't know that. And you grow and you grow and you grow. And not so different, like with a little child, you get tired, you get frustrated, you know? There's so much growth, and you think you you think you know some things, and then you discover you don't know some things, and you thought you had some stuff figured out and conquered, and you don't have it conquered, and you're like, Ugh. you have a little you know frustration with God, a little temper tantrum. But then those you know, but then you, you get on this path of maturity, right? Get on this path of maturity, and um, and yeah, the growth is not so dramatic from day to day. But it's still continuing. So maybe the, the the growth from isn't as obvious from day to day, but it is still obvious from year to year. And um, and he's faithful to complete that work in you until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about you, since I have you in my heart and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how long of God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Hmm. I long for each of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Hmm. That's a really interesting phrase, just to ponder that, like to love other people with the affection. I know the word is just another word for love, but affection just seems to have much, I don't know, has more um, feeling to it. To love other people with the affection of Jesus. That's a good uh, goal for us today. Lord, help me to love other people, to see other people with the affection of Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern, here's another one we quote, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless 
for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. That you may be pure and blameless. Did you, let's back all that up, right? He says, this is his prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So that you, so the love of Christ would grow more and more in depth and knowledge, so that in order that you may be able to discern what is best. So the more of the love of God, the depth and the the breadth of the love of God we understand, the more mature our understanding of the love of God becomes, then we are more we are better equipped to discern what is best. Why? Because we filter everything through the love of Christ. Because we're able to see, we understand the love of Christ. We understand how he lived and moved. We, we become more like Jesus because we understand his love more. So then we can discern what is best and pure and blameless, more and more so as the day of Christ um, approaches. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. So our lives become fruitful. So the more we understand the love of Christ, the more we understand his love, we become more like Jesus, the more we're able to discern, make good choices, right? Make good decisions. So we're able to discern what is best. Uh, and when we make, discern what is best, we're going to be pure and blameless because we're making the right decisions. And we're going to become more and more so as we move towards the day of Christ Jesus. And that's going to produce the fruit of righteousness in our lives. And all of this fruit that is being produced in our lives will be to the glory of God. We'll be like, wow, how did they how did they look at their lives? Look at the fruit of their lives. Look at the impact of their lives. Look at the good good things that are coming out of their lives. And it and it, it's a testimony to the goodness of God. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Paul was in prison. And so he's saying, well, I just want you to know, this actually is, is proven to uh advance the cause of the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard, basically the people that are, you know, the royal officials, it has become known throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. People hearing about Jesus that would otherwise might not have heard about him, but now we've got um, the palace guard who are hearing the good news of Jesus. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord. They've come to Jesus. <laughs> the palace guard were coming to Jesus. And because of my chains, most of the, my, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and, and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. So he's saying, my chains are actually helping to embolden other believers. They're not afraid because they see that God is using my chains, and I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid, but they're, but they're actually using my chains to promote the gospel, and it's using it's it's enabling other people to find boldness and courage to live out their faith. I wonder, man. Maybe you're maybe you you have something that you've been you've been thinking, man. Why am I still doing with this or? When I'm attached to this crummy job or 
this crummy assignment or this adverse situation. Those could be your chains. And I wonder if God might be using your chains to promote the gospel. Hmm. That's such that situation that we are so eager to break free from. Could it be the chains that God is using to reach people that other might otherwise might not be reached? And could it be that the way we conduct ourselves in our chains, that we see our chains as a way to reach people, as a way to promote Jesus, not as an obstacle, but actually a way to promote Jesus to um, otherwise unreached people? What If we conduct ourselves with that viewpoint, with that perspective, um, who, who could it actually inspire to live out the gospel in their own chains? Instead of beating our beating against the chains that we find ourselves in, actually embracing them and saying, "Okay, God, you have me changed, chained, quote unquote, chained to this guard or chained to this situation." Since I'm chained to this situation, they're going to be chained. Come on, they're going to be chained to the gospel. <laughs> they're they're going to they're going to keep me hung. They're going to keep me trapped to it. The gospel is going to be trapped to it. So the gospel is going to infiltrate that situation. That's the way Paul said it. Paul said, Rome thought they were chaining me. They're chaining the gospel. So they're going to get the gospel everywhere I am. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from falsehood or motive, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Hmm. Like whatever they're preaching, whatever the purpose they're preaching, you know, the, at the bottom, at the end of the, the, the bottom line is, at the end of the day, it's Christ is being preached. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Christ Jesus, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Hmm. It's a great prayer of faith, right? A statement of confidence. I will continue to rejoice, for I know that your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit in Christ Jesus, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Some of you may need to cling to that today. You're going to be delivered. God's going to deliver you. Verse 20, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Ooh. Paul putting it all on the line. That's his top priority, that Christ would always be exalted. He's like, I, I pray that God will help me to live this life the right way so that no matter what happens, I'll have sufficient courage so that now and always uh, Christ will be exalted through my body. Whether, whether I live, he's in prison, remember? Whether I live, whether I'm released, or whether I'm put to death, I pray that God is exalted in my body. Here it is. Here's another quotable one. You ready? Verse 21. It's a good one. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And that's powerful. 
That's what Paul's like. I win, guys. I you do too. You win. If you are in Christ, you win. Whether you live or die, you win. Whether you break free of the ch- those chains or not, you win. Whether that situation, that assignment you have gets easier or harder, you win. Whether you're given a new assignment or stay have to be stay, kept with the same assignment, you win. Praise God. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain that I remain in the body. So Paul's like he's saying he's talking, he's he's dealing with this struggle between living and dying, right? If I live, it's profitable for the church, it's profitable for others that he can continue to preach and teach and and guide and instruct and write letters of the gospel. But if he dies, it's far better for him personally because what? He's with Jesus. That's a, that's a great position to be in. If I live, that's great. That's great. I continue to minister, serve others, lead people to Jesus. But if I die, better for me because I'm with Jesus. <laughs> I'm with Jesus and my work is done. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith so that though so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. So he's like, but in my heart, I know that God's going to keep me here because I have work to do. Whatever happens, here it is, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Whether in chains or not in chains, whether life or death, whether physical harm or blessing, always live in a manner worthy of the gospel. Then, whether I come to see you or hear about you in my absence, I know that you will stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved. What's, what's that sign? That you have confidence. That you have confidence in Christ. That, you have, that you're not afraid. For it has been granted you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. It is, that's another one we um, probably need to underline. For it has been granted for you, it's been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. We don't underline that one. We don't like to underline that one very much. But yeah, it is appointed for you to believe in him and also to suffer for him. There's going to be a certain amount of persecution related to his name, but you know what? He's worth it. He's worth it. He's sufficient. And in your suffering and in my suffering, we're able to point to Jesus. We're able to point others to him. And uh, others hear and see the good news of Jesus through our lives. Um, So whether we live or die, whether blessing or curse, in all things Christ is preached. That's awesome. All right, you guys, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for the privilege that we had today to read your word. God, thank you that you are sufficient, that you are good, that we can have, we can be joyful in every situation, um, that you, um, you are with us in every step of the way. 
We thank you for that, God. Um, God, I pray for my friends today. Maybe they feel chained to a situation, to a circumstance. May they know that in that situation you are with them and that you are enabling them to be a witness for your great name. Um, so sustain them, give them power and confidence and victory. Thank you so much for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for being on today. Hope you have a fantastic day. And tomorrow we'll be jumping over in Philippians chapter 2, which is, again, a powerful chapter in the Bible. And so I uh, encourage you to be a part of that. Thank you for liking, uh, subscribing, sharing this podcast. It really means a lot. And um, really appreciate it. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.